0: Hello, my name is Russell Howcroft and I've been, well, I've lived a lot of lives. I've been an ad man, a CEO, a chair, an author, a panellist and I'm currently co-host of a radio show on 3RW and I'm partner, chief creative officer at the Sayers Group and I host this podcast. Welcome to Conversations, that's Conversations, a Sayers podcast. Throughout my time I've learned that so much in life starts with yet, a conversation and that's what we're going to do right here today and today we're going to be speaking to Ryan McNaught. AKA the Brickman uh in the studio today which we're really excited about so sincerely Ryan welcome thank you very much thanks for having me well as you walked into our studio I mean a few people wanted to say can we call you Brickman um, so what do you want me to call you during the course of this conversation? Whatever
1: you like, Russell. I'm I'm not fussed. Um that Ryan, Brickman, I'm okay with that.
0: Okay, or what about the you know, because it is the Batman. It's not just Batman. <laughs> I so don't
1: know if i have earned a the yet. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. later in life.
0: I like I like it a lot. Okay, so what we what we want to do with our conversation is just is have just that. So what we're going to do now is just play you some sound effects. And the, the purpose of playing you these sound effects is that I want you to get to a place where you just love to have a conversation. So here's the first one. Audio then just really made you go. More. I'd like to be there to have a chat with Russ.
1: Uh, I think it's the cold outside, the rain. Oh, really? I think so. And you're nice and <laughs> you might be by yourself. Yeah, with a nice toasty fire. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah, that makes me happy.
0: I can completely agree. Um, I watched the footy yesterday in a pub by a fire. I mean, oh. how much? It doesn't get any better than that. Who do you follow, it? Russ? Who's your team? I'm I'm in Melbourne supporter, right? right? Okay. And
1: right. you? I'm a Bulldogs man, so. Uh, well, I'm,
0: I'm at peace. I'm at peace. You're getting there, I think. I'm at peace. Good man. Okay, so there's, there's so much to talk to you about because, it, you know, it's all gone mad for you, right, the last few years, I would imagine. So I, I wanted to tell you a quick story and just see if the same thing's happened to you. So um, you may or may not know, but I've been on the telly as well, Ryan. I've been on the telly for a few years, yep. probably, well, more, about 14 years. I'm a fan. Good man. So um, Andrew Denton was the originator of the show called The Gruen, or The Gruen Transfer as it was at the time. And he rang – well, in fact, he didn't ring me up. His producer rang and said, you know, we, we want you to be in the show. Um, and I took a while to agree to it, but anyway, I did agree. He, he sent me a note. It's a note that I wish I had kept. I suppose I could find it in the internet ether somewhere. He sent me a note saying, Russell, nothing will ever be the same again. Such was, I suppose, his insight into the power of the show, but also – He's got a lot of awareness around what television does for people, so I'm wondering: since you've been on the telly, has anything been the same? Um, a lot has
1: remained the same. I'm still in the same home, drive the same car, still the same children, same <laughs> all of those kind of wonderful things.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't really get recognised in the street or anything like that. So I don't. I, when say been on the telly, it's not like Hamish Blake being on the telly, who's a little bit different, of course. He's you know megastar type territory. Um, what has changed? The first thing that changed for me was school pick up and drop off.
0: Yeah.
1: That changed a lot. Yeah, tell. All of a sudden I'm, I'm the guy. Oh, it's a Lego guy. Oh, hey brick man. And of course you are like the pied piper at, at school totally. with the, with all the kids. So that changed. That was sort of the first thing that changed to thereabouts. And even like, um, my uh, elderly neighbors, I saw you on the television. Oh, yeah. Did you really? Yeah, that's lovely, isn't it? Great. So, so things like that have changed a little bit, but I mean because I've been doing Lego for such a long time my average day to day really hasn't changed apart from the fact that 3 months of the year now we lock ourselves in a studio somewhere yep. and and people make me look like I'm on bold and beautiful they do make up and all these kind of wonderful things that you never yeah. you know so that's probably changed a little bit but apart from that I don't I don't think a lot's
0: changed that that interests me and I only half believe you um, yeah. in that I'm thinking about business okay. so so the power of television to change your um business prospects maybe I, I maybe that's maybe it's just same same for you
1: well that's really I mean that's a whole big kettle of fish as far as that goes also I started my little business in 2008 just me in the garage like all good businesses tend to do and um had a, a fairly good trajectory for the first few years was always busy um and then took the plunge of getting a our first workshop and building and all that kind of stuff and Place where we did things, and we were a fairly solid team of about seven or eight of us for a number of years. Yeah, and then kind of before the television show hit, Lego's popularity, irrespective of the television show, started to pick up. The Lego movie came out. There was a lot of, you know, marketing events that happened globally that kind of lifted the profile of Lego as a brand, and my business grew according to that. Yeah, and then and then the show, um, you know, we've got exhibitions that travel around the world, and then the show kind of, I won't say took them to the next level, but it it certainly popularity-wise, brought more attention to it. But that didn't mean that what I do from a day-to-day basis is different in any way. Okay. I'm still creating things. I'm still doing awesome stuff. Yeah. It's perhaps just that the audience has maybe changed.
0: Okay. Now, 2008, you, you see an opportunity as a grown man <laughs> yes. to create a business out of Lego. Now, I, just that in, its, in itself strikes me as a really creative thought. So just just tell us, tell us why did you think there was an opportunity?
1: Yeah, so I used to be the chief information officer of a media company, a, a big company called Regency Media, did a lot of work with 20th Century Fox. And one day, my managing director, a really lovely lady, very self-driven, totally made herself, um, We're in a board meeting and she said, we need to have a meeting about the number of meetings we're having. Yes. And kind of my little eyeballs rolled back in my head and, yeah, yeah. and I had that moment where I go, okay, all right, it's time to... Do something creative, and, and I'm not saying that I wasn't creative, but creative in a different way. Mm. It, it, everyone's creative, you know. Accountants can be creative, you know, or everyone can be creative. So I was like, wow. And at the same time, I've got twin sons, and so my kids were born, and so my mum had kept my Lego from when I was a kid, That's as cute. mums do. That's cute. Mum's never thrown anything away, right? <laughs> and um, she's like, "Well, here's all your junk back," and in it was my Lego, and I'm like, oh. Oh, "I remember playing with this as a kid. How good is this?" Oh yeah. And of course. You know, having a disposable income all of a sudden, as opposed to when I was a kid, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that Lego set that I never afforded to buy. What if I got that? You right. know, what if I got these sorts of things? Yeah. So that that's what picked my creative interest, and then I made a couple of things out of Lego. And of course, the power of the internet nowadays is you have no control over what's shown out there and I'd made a few Lego models and they went viral.
0: Right. So I'm, I'm thinking that that might have been the um, Airbus A380. Correct, yeah. yeah. So tell us about that. because yeah,
1: that, That's probably the most pivotal moment for me in my whole career <laughs> for a number of reasons. So Lego have this – I won't nerd you out too much, I promise. No, uh, I'm uh, enjoying it.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> we, love, we love Lego, right? Uh, so Lego
1: have this really cool thing. It's mostly in schools. It's called Mindstorms and it basically teaches kids robotics. It's, it's what it's – ostensibly for. Yeah. Anyway, I bought this Lego robotics. It was about 500 bucks. And um my goal was to make a robot you know, do something with it. Anyway, I opened the box up and started playing with it. And it was really hard to use. I'm talking super complex. Now I'm in right. IT at the time and I thought I was pretty clear. I couldn't figure it out. So I went online on the internet and thousands of other people around the world were having the same problem. And so I was uh, on a, a forums about it and met some Germans as you do, because they understand these things. And basically what we did is we did something naughty. We actually broke the encryption and hacked into this Lego robotic system. Right? I like it. So we were a bit a bit black ops. We we're a bit naughty. Anyway, I got a I got a cease and desist letter from Lego saying please don't do that. That's really yes. Y- yes, that's like a badge of honor, right? <laughs> and then about a week later I got another letter from a different division of Lego saying, This is incredible what yeah. you're doing. You're opening the world
0: up. I love it. Right. So you, you got a you got a letter from the old part of Lego, then you got a letter from the new part. Correct. Okay. So we like the new ones, right? We definitely <laughs> like
1: the new ones. And uh, they said, look, there's this big Lego show over in the US. We'd love to, to you to come over and show the technology off and see how you're doing. Amazing. Yeah. And so I made the aeroplane as the practical example of this technology. It's great to have technology, but you need a practical example. you got to show it off physically to show people. Right, right. And so I made this big uh, aeroplane, and what I did is I had a touchscreen with the iPad, and basically kids could... Act like a pilot and press things on the touchscreen, and things would happen on the plane, like the wheels would come down, the flaps would extend, all of that kind of stuff, just like a real airplane <laughs> out of Lego. And yeah, and I met these guys from Lego, um, and they said, "Hey, let's do some stuff together." And so
0: it just happened. So okay, so here's the mystery for me: so there wasn't an A three hundred and eighty in a box, no. Like you actually literally had to create it. Correct. Now, <laughs> how many bits of Lego did you have to? Well, how many bits of Lego did you have to discard? Oh, hang on a second. Well, just explain to me how you did it. Yeah, well, um, I'd
1: never made anything, you know, when, when traditionally you say you play with Lego, you think you buy the box and you just right. build it and away you go, right? So I didn't know how many parts I needed. I right. didn't know what I didn't need. And, you know, and it was a learning process along the way. So that plane took me about a year to build. Amazing. And I, I, might, I might say oh, I need 57 red bricks for the tail. So I'd have to go to the shop and buy a set which had 57 red bricks in it. So it was quite a process.
0: Yeah. and expensive
1: and expensive but, and and well it's funny you've got to take risks in life right well, so yeah. but,
0: but again the risk that you take is to build a lego plane it's <laughs> like just that yeah. in itself i i just love so what year is that that was 2008 so that's not that long ago not really and then all of a sudden you are you, like you are mr uber lego and like in the world of lego there are what do they call them? We're called Lego Certified Professionals. That's how that's on the business card. So you are an LCP, correct? And how many LCPs are there around the world? Well, I was I was number eleven. Um, my
1: colleague in Japan beat me by two minutes. He was the email before me, right. so we're, it's
0: debatable on that. But there is now twenty one of us. Twenty one. Okay, so the LCP. What what qualifies you? So let's say, um, well. I wanted to become one. Mm-hmm. What what hurdles do I need to jump? So the first thing is, there's no you can't go to uni
1: and get like a, an LCP degree. So you can't rack up a hex debt playing with Lego. Unfortunately, <laughs> not not today anyway. Fortunately, <laughs> or yeah, depending <laughs> on your point of view, I guess. Um, but essentially, we all do different things. So it's about us. Our, our mantra, if you like, or, or thing that the Lego Group wants us to do is to do things with Lego that not even Lego can do. Uh-huh. Okay, that's yeah. that's what they want us to do. Yeah. So. Essentially, It's like uh, a
0: skunk works.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're a hugely successful multi-billion dollar company. And what's even smarter about this is it doesn't cost them a cent. (laughs) We're the the developers, right? So basically, you just need to do something unique with Lego that no one's ever done before.
0: A family-owned business? Still. Fourth generation. That is extraordinary, isn't it? Incredible
1: in today's day and age.
0: And the technology, just the basic technology of the, you know, the connection... Has that ever
1: changed? Not really, no. It's still ostensibly the same as it was way back in the 30s. And was it made out of plastic in the 30s? Wooden bricks originally. Yeah. And then, th- funny story, th- the factory burnt down three times. And on the third time he said, right, I've had enough of this wooden stuff. Let's, <laughs> yeah, totally. let's get into plastic. He learned his lessons. So, How smart's yeah. that? Okay, so yeah.
0: there's 21 LCPs around the world. Who's the best?
1: Look, it's funny you say that. <laughs> we, we get together once a year and we have a bit of a thing and like, it's – for a couple of reasons, obviously to network with each other about what we're working on and that kind of stuff. But Lego also want to see if we've still got what it takes, right? There's uh-huh. a bit of a, a bit of a thing. So we have a few competitions and the like where where things get a bit, you know. We're not too competitive, but we, we like to have a crack. But my, my great friend and probably my mentor is a, a guy in the US called Sean Kenny. He's probably my, my go-to.
0: And he is, so he's obviously very talented.
1: Yeah, he, he does animals. He does like... Makes a zoo out of Lego, basically. Incredible.
0: <laughs> so, one of the things that's happened to me over my professional life is it's almost like I can't look at anything and not think of an ad. Yeah? Yeah. So, I'm wondering whether you, like, is there, as you go about your day, are you turning every single thing that you see? <laughs> you go, oh, hang on, I reckon I could turn that into a, you know um sometimes it's not every single thing i see
1: interesting things i see unique things or something you know i might read a book or listen to music or watch tv or whatever Go, that would be cool out of lego yeah i need to make that or whatever yeah and i have a terrible memory so my phone is just a big long list of a million things i want to make out of lego Uh
0: uh-huh and so what's the what's the dream thing that you'd like to make out of lego that you'll get to one day i've always wanted to make a yacht how come you haven't done that
1: I've made little ones. I'm talking life size. <laughs> I'm talking a yacht yacht, like a real yacht that I could hop in Port Phillip Bay with.
0: And Is that possible?
1: No one's ever done it,
0: so. I like it. Okay, so we <laughs> there, there is seriously a film in your life. There <laughs> really is. There is, <laughs> a, there is definitely a film to come about the Ryan the, Brick, the Brickman, McNaught's life. Lego Masters. Um, it must have been a thrill to be asked. Look, it was a bit you, – you, what
1: you said before resonated with me. It's the same thing. So I got the phone call from the people at Endemol Shine who yeah. make a lot of television shows. That's their, that's their big business. Mm-hmm. And like you, took some convincing. I was reluctant. Television, yeah. particularly reality television, has a bit of a bad rap, you know, about Damn. what happens on television. So we were a bit like, oh, should we, shouldn't we, you know, that kind of thing. We didn't really need to do it professionally or, or you know, but it was more of interest. Is that something I want to do? Right. And um, eventually, like just like you, said yes, and yeah, it's a thing.
0: Okay, I like it. So the business, how does the business make money?
1: Yeah, so there's there's two streams, well, a bit more than two now, but two key streams. So the first is, we, we're we not Lego, as in the company, but we do work for Lego. So for example, so I'm fortunate enough, is all the Lego stores around the Asia-Pacific region, we make all of the Lego models for them. Oh, great. So, yep. Yeah, um, the Lego offices even. We even make the Lego in Lego offices.
0: So how often do you have to turn that over? So let's say that there's a off- there's a sorry there's a store in Shanghai. Yep. Um, how often do they want um, a new piece? Well, it's, they're that big and difficult
1: to make. They're usually a few years. Right. So there's, you know, a bit of a thing about that. And I also really pride myself on being very specific locally. So if you go to the Melbourne Lego store, there's a tram in the store. Yeah. For example, so like if you go to... Perth, there's uh, um, a Lego minifigure uh, covered in quakers. Yes, of you course. You know, I like to try and do very specific local things. So um, some of that takes a lot of time.
0: Okay, so you're, you're based in Melbourne. Yep. Yeah, so you've got an office in Tullamarine. Yep. Um, and you employ people.
1: Yeah, so we're up to, there's 24 of us full time, and we've got a few roles open at the moment, actually.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: so... Um, tell t- us
0: tell us what the roles are, because there'll be people listening to go, oh, yeah. might a bit of that.
1: Yeah, well, we've got a couple of Lego builder roles, so people that actually are on the bricks, wow. as we call it, yeah, actually doing, doing Lego.
0: So how would I, if I wanted to become a Lego brick guy for you, what would you look for?
1: Yeah, look, this is going to sound really strange, so I, I apologise profusely, but... I won't say we're going to teach you how to build Lego, but we're going to teach you a specific way of building Lego. Okay. So you, you probably have to have like an industrial design degree or, or be of a creative nature of some sort. I'm not saying a sculptor or anything like that. You don't have to be that physical in terms of the art
0: form, but you
1: definitely need to have a certain mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so what else is available? What are, sorry, what other yeah. jobs are you trying yeah,
1: to Yeah, so then we've got a, a 3D modeler. A lot of our customers want to see what it looks like up front. Of course, And yes. so we'll often do a 3D sculpture of this is what it's going to be.
0: A digital sculpture or a real? Yeah, digital. Yeah, okay, Digital,
1: sometimes we'll 3D print it if they want a physical, but yep. um, yeah, uh, that. Um, then we've got a steel worker. Um, so all of our Lego models, if you think about them, they're so big and massive and crazy, sometimes they need steel inside them for right. safety.
0: They, so they've got a skeleton. Correct, right.
1: yeah. Um, and safety obviously is a huge, you know, it's like the number one priority, so... Yeah, we have that. Um, and social media. We need another new social media person coming on board too. So. And,
0: and so why do you need a social media person?
1: We have, um, the back. if I can just backtrack a little bit, mm. the question asked me about how do we make a living. So we do that work for Lego. The second part of our business, which is the biggest part, is we have these exhibitions which tour around the world, these huge, ginormous touring Lego exhibitions around the world. and And we interface with a lot of people. So our Jurassic World exhibition up in Sydney at the moment just had over two hundred thousand people go through. Amazing. So, right. so in terms of social media, there's a lot of interaction, yep. and we, we, you know, we're in the business of bringing joy, and so we want to do that. We want to make sure we keep doing that.
0: One of the great art pieces that I've seen, re- well, recently, probably within the last ten years, was white Lego. It was just all white. And it was at the NGV. Yep. Were you involved in that? No,
1: I wasn't. No, that was done by a um, a Danish artist. Olaf, I'm going to say Olaf Olofsson. Of yeah. all, uh, I think yeah. that's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, a Wonderful creative guy. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah, amazing. Oh, my God. And, you know, when I think about that, I just get a very warm feeling, you know. So there's just something about Lego which can really evoke emotions, which is interesting, is it not? I mean, what is it about Lego that makes you cry? Um, well, I do
1: make a pill of myself on national television when I do no, cry no, no, when we I
0: We like that. Um, well,
1: two reasons. First off is all of our contestants are really genuine. They're lovely people. And on as you know on television, the, we, we break them. We physically put them through hell. Mm-hmm. You know, 12 hours of non-stop filming, they've got to, you know, they're being creative. The hardest thing is for them, it's easy to say, oh, okay, yes, I'm a creative person, but be creative on demand. Like right now, I need the solution right now. That's hard. Yes. And they try so hard and they're really lovely. So when I have to send them home... That's kind of the anti of what Lego's about. Lego's about
0: more positive things. Yes,
1: indeed. So I get a bit upset.
0: So your first Lego set was when you were three. Yep. My Nana bought it for me. Uh, yeah. And do you remember what um, what you built?
1: It was a little blue boat. Yeah. A tiny little blue. And I can tell you why the memory sticks in me. And speaking of that, that the sound that you played before the rain. Yeah. So they were in Tottenham and in West Grey. My Nana and Pa, uh, Harry and Hazel. And Granddad had his chair. You know how Granddad's yeah. had had the big, the, the chair. Yeah. And I remember it was pouring rain, and I had this got this tiny little Lego set for my third birthday, and I sat uh, on the carpet at Grandpa's chair building this little blue boat, and it was I was so content and happy. It was pouring rain yeah. outside, and just the wonderful surrounded by people you love doing something that was awesome, Absolutely. and it really stuck in my mind.
0: Absolutely glorious. So when I think about my Lego life as a kid. I, I didn't want to follow the instructions. I used to just try and build my own thing. Does that make me, you know, maybe potentially qualify for, for, for hang out with you? For sure, for sure. <laughs> Look, it's the
1: thing, and here's the thing. Lego, there's no rules. You can build what's on the box if you want to. That's totally awesome. That's great. Yeah. If you want to mash it all up and make something else, that's also cool. You can do a combo. It's fine.
0: Yeah, and one of the other great things that um, uh, Justin Paps, of course, he's a colleague at um, Sayers Group, uh, and I know you know Justin well. So Justin said to me, or oh, i suppose two or three years ago it's really great doing lego with your kids um so i said yeah okay i'm gonna give that a crack yeah. so um two of my three children and i we built a rocket awesome it was just so much fun it was so much fun so is that something that you encourage like okay so you know mums and dads get the kids and let's let's do this stuff together
1: it, absolutely definitely there's there's a couple of levels to that, I think, that it, that make Lego so unique in what it does and the experience that you're talking about. First off is we live in a digital world, as you know, yeah. right? So getting kids off devices is a thing. It's actually hard to do. Yeah. And as a parent, it's like I'll take anything that can do that, right? Yeah. i look for a win. And so Lego is something that is not uncool. Like if I say to the kids, hey, kids – we're going to the NGV today, love going to the NGV, we're going to the NGV, they they roll their eyes and say, Daddy, it's so lame, you're like, whatever, you're old pops, you know. But if I say, hey, we're going to go to the NGV and we're going to do Lego at the NGV, oh, absolutely, Dad, I'm there. Right, exactly. So that's kind of that that transition, if you like.
0: So what is it, so I know you're um, investing in and creating a business around, I suppose it's the screen thing and it's the brick thing, right? So it's called BrickFit. So just explain to us what BrickFit is. Sure.
1: I'll, I'll tell you the story of how I come up with the idea, if you like. Yeah. That, that kind of explains it all. So, um, where, Den- where Lego is in Denmark is in this little country town called Billund, right? It's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the centre of Denmark and it's a company town. So, everyone that lives in this town works for Lego yeah. or one of the companies that supply, supply Lego. Yep. And it's in wintertime. It is the most bleak, depressing place you could possibly imagine. It's like minus whatever degrees, not, not, no sunshine. But there's a theme park, Legoland, which yeah. is the theme park, is in the middle of town. And it's about five kilometres around the theme park. And for my clear thinking, I run. So one morning, it was um, snowing outside. I'm like, never happens. I'm going to go for a run in the snow. So I ran around the Legoland theme park. And there were all these little Danish school kids. And they were heading off to school or whatever, waiting for the school bus, all rugged up and all that kind of stuff. And I looked at them and they they're all so skinny. All, how do they get so skinny? Yeah, like, yeah, and I'm thinking with my kids, how do I, you know, get them active? And and in winter, I'm thinking, in even in winter when you can't go out and play, what? How is this a thing? And so it came to me. It goes, well, Legoland's right here. It's like the biggest carrot you could imagine, or like candy to a kid. Yep. How do I? How can I bribe my children to do that? So I came up with this idea, and I made a little rough version of it at home, whereby if you do physical activities, you'll get parts of a Lego set. And then we'll do it together. Basic, yep. out and out bribery to my children. I'm yep. not, not too unproud to admit it. And so then I thought, well, hang on a minute. There's something in that. I reckon. How do we? How can we encourage that and gamify it and make it more interesting and fun? Right. So on the plane on the way home, all 24 hours or whatever, I basically just did a brain dump of how we could make this a thing. Okay? And and basically made an app that you get a whole heap of Lego, giant box of Lego with it, and. As you do physical activities and unlocks instructions, rewards, things like that. But what I didn't know is about children's physical wellness and well-being. I had no, that's not my space.
0: Yeah, but it's a issue.
1: It's an issue. So we mm-hmm. reached out to Deakin University here in Melbourne, and a lovely woman by the name of Professor Jo Salmon. Um, she's an, like dedicated a whole life to children and adolescent health, and she said this is a massive problem. And she kind of basically went through the secrets of. How to keep kids engaged and not engaged and things like that. So we tailored the app, if you like, to, uh-huh. to meet all those. So, for example's sake, after two weeks, eighty percent on average, kids, if they wear a Fitbit or a Garmin or whatever the device is on their watch, they will lose interest after two weeks, guaranteed. Eighty yeah. percent of the time, it's
0: it's good. So as they get same. so they get the um, the, the Fitbit at, for Christmas for Christmas, and then two weeks
1: later, not interested, of course. Yep. So what we do with BrickFit is after two weeks, we send you physical Lego in the mail to re-engage you. Oh. So there's all these, call them tricks, if you like, for lack of a better term, about yeah. how do we defeat that and how do we get that to go through. I like it. So, so basically work through that whole process. And we did a pilot study and the results were just they were off the charts. So we were like, this is a thing. And yeah. then we reached out to, to Sayers and yep. Justin, of course, and yep. and away we went.
0: Yeah, so tell us, where where is it at now?
1: Well, it launched a week ago to the mass market, oh, to okay. the general public, so it's a bit early to tell uh, if it's gone well or, or not well. But um, the, when we did the pilot program, there was all these side salads, as we call them, the things that we didn't expect to happen that did happen. Yeah. For example, say, um, children with disabilities and children with special needs. We didn't know, like there's a whole heap of people out there who are really awkward and they can't actually, it's very awkward for them to get out and mix with others or go outside and play. And we had all these fantastic results where we had this one mum say to us, my child doesn't go outside except for when she does BrickFit now. And it's, it's really, <laughs> so all these things that we never knew about and, and happy accidents as Bob Ross would call them, um, happen.
0: Uh, and will you be using your, I, I presume you're going to be using your social media team um, in order to help you know, sell the idea? Definitely. That's,
1: look, if all the things, and I'm, I know I'm talking to the converted here, I'm great at coming up with ideas and doing interesting stuff with Lego. Yeah. I wouldn't have the foggiest about sales and right. marketing and those sorts of things. So that's it's now in the hands of others, peop- yeah. others that, yeah. that, that do that, and hopefully we, yeah. we go from there. Well, they know how to do it. Yeah. So
0: um, let's just get back to some of the, the stuff that you're proudest of. So just Ryan, in closing, I just want to ask you a little bit about the models th- – that you've got around the world, so if you just reflect now on what you've shipped around the world, <laughs> what what are what are the ones that really you're just excited about? I say, my goodness, how did we do that? That is that is a thing of beauty.
1: Great question. I've got a few um, few favourites. Many years ago, there's a museum in Sydney called the Nicholson Museum at the University of Sydney. It's this little museum that no one's really heard of, but has the most beautiful antiquities in it you can imagine. And we'd done a few models with them where basically we had an actual artifact and we made a Lego version of it next door. And that was the hook for kids to yes. come in and, and make whatever it is. Clever. Anyway, we made the Acropolis out of Lego and 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 on it we told all the famous stories about the Acropolis. And Lego characters allow you to do that, right? So we, we made this huge model, sort of three or four meters wide and bits and pieces. Anyway, the the Acropolis Museum itself in Greece reached out and said, we want that model. Fantastic. And so it's now actually at the Acropolis and where it is located in the museum is a huge glass window and it's the Lego model and the actual Acropolis. I love it. And so it just pops up all the time. I'm like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty
0: awesome. That is very awesome. And I don't want to get crass, but I can't help myself. Do you rent it to them? Um, No, they –
1: well – Museum pieces usually will work out a thing that the museum will own it, uh-huh. um, but depends on you know some models cost so much money there you know there's no option but to yeah. but um yeah that one's
0: theirs. Oh, I absolutely love it. It's been a joy speaking to you, Ryan. Oh, thank you. I mean the the idea that you can leave um, you are gainfully and well employed as a CIO chief information officer information officer, and to take a creative leap. And to turn that creative leap into a business which now employs 24 people looking to employ more, you're on the telly and you've created a business called BrickFit which is designed to get young people fit and reward them. I just think you're an absolute genius. You need... You need to be knighted, right? <laughs>
1: Settle down. Well, only if it's a Lego sword, perhaps, on the shoulders. That would be <laughs> we'll okay. we would be up for that. Yeah,
0: We'll get Hamish Blake to do the knighting. Yeah,
1: and I don't know if Sir Brickman works, so I'm not sure about it, that. We'll have does. to see how we go. It
0: does. And, you know what, Lord Brickman. <laughs> there you go, I'll take that. Thanks again. Cheers.